Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 10th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And as you also know, it is a freedom-loving, faith-filled, family oriented friday welcome to the broadcast hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic and i'm finally back in the home studio whoa has it been intense this year i've been on the road for three separate trips approximately 10 days each give or take one was 11 days one was nine days i think anyway absolutely crazy got those three trips out of the way so i've already been a a month on the road this year alone it's just been an unprecedented year for travel for me a lot of people travel uh, like this all the time, but for me, uh, it's rough. It's rough to be on the road and do radio and try to have, you know, your full-time job and play and take care of all the different response. Wow, it's just a responsibility. It's just amazing. Anyway, the good news is I'm home again. We've got more travels coming up, though, man. <laughs> but it's not going to be near as on the road or as long as it's been. Uh, but look, on Friday the 4th, or I'm sorry. On July the 4th and the 2nd, 3rd, around that time, we're going to be down in St. George, Utah, promoting the um, United We Pledge events. It's going to be incredible, welcoming Tom Jones uh, to the great Olympic state of Utah. We'll be doing that. Uh, laying the cornerstone, or whatever you want to say, the groundbreaking uh, for the um, American Village of the West. Anyway, unitedwepledge.org to learn more about those events. We'll be doing that at the start of the July. And then uh, middle of July, we'll be live at Freedom Fest in Vegas. Of course, we're going to be doing a press conference for the CSPOA on the 12th. Then the 13th through the 16th is the um, event there for uh, Freedom Fest. So we got that going on. That's in July. Anyway, we still got some stuff to go, but wow, has it just been uh, crazy. But welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. A quick recap of yesterday's show is in order. We talked about Netflix is unapologetically creating, distributing, and marketing content that exploits minors, that sexualizes children, and that, they say, encourages dangerous behavior. Believe it or not, Netflix does not intend to change unless we make them... Um, Timothy Wint, and he's president of the Parents Television Council. And uh, this is a serious, in my opinion, story. I don't really see anybody on it. Even the conservative news people I don't see on this story. Good for Parents Television Council for laying out the truth. They say we are gearing up to pour everything we've got into the fight to stop Netflix from sexualizing our children for entertainment. Will you please help us in this fight? Amen to that. They say we are also sharing your messages of support for the district attorney in Tyler, Texas, 
who alone was brave enough to stand up to Netflix, ladies and gentlemen, and bring an indictment against the company for distributing uh, this, this, I guess, a Netflix series called Cuties. They say under Texas Penal Code 43.25, which prohibits any person or entity from producing or promoting a sexual performance by a child. And um, I guess Netflix is now trying to sue over this. Uh, They're trying to sue this, um, I don't know what you call this guy, uh, district attorney in Tyler, Texas, for doing his job by fighting protect the innocence of children. Okay? That's all going on. And uh, they say then we'll be taking your petitions to all 265 Texas district attorneys, asking them to follow their colleagues' lead in Tyler, Texas, in filing charges against Netflix under the 43.25 law. Anyway, there you have it. Um, It's a sad story because of Netflix's abuse, Netflix abuse. But you know what? I mentioned this, whether it's Netflix or whether it's satellite radio. Look, we've created these online or forms of entertainment or engagement, whatever you want in the media, that are not subject to the normal FCC guidelines and rules. And I'm not a fan of the FCC. I think it's an unconstitutional agency. Uh, But I'm uh, uh, a little less comfortable with this idea that we're just going to promote perversion via the public airwaves or equivalent in modern terms, the digital highway, whatever you want to call it, uh, the Internet. Look, we're promoting perversion everywhere. When you uh, turn on your satellite radio and skim across the dial, you hear the F-bomb, you hear all kinds of sexual um, innuendo and and, and flat-out crazy details. Now you got these perverted um, shows that are not only promoted to children, but literally perverted acts are performed by children. And so it is, it is just shocking uh, what's going on. And I, I really appreciate the Parents Television Council for bringing this up. But again, a lot of the conservatives are pretty rowdy in their shows, too. So you got to be very careful about that. All right. We also, to end the hour, it was such a downer for the first, uh, you know, three quarters of the first hour of the show yesterday that we then talked about this guy named Don Milne. And Don Milne is like 65 years old. He's a retired guy. But he takes on the audacious quest to document the lives of all 421,000 American soldiers who died in World War II. Lee Benson, Deseret News, had the article. Uh, and it's really, if you want to learn more about this, it's storiesbehindthestars.org. And Stories Behind the Stars not only aims to make sure that narratives are written for all 421,000 Americans who perished in World War II, but to have that finished by the 80th anniversary uh, of the ending of the war. And they think that'll be in September 2025 uh, that they'll have to have it done by. It's an aggressive agenda. They say, please volunteer. 
Help us bring the stories of the fallen to future generations. Uh, anyway, it's Don Milne and crew over there doing a great job, though. I- I'm just telling you. Stories behind the stars. And, um, again, I have a, a a little bit of concern. We don't want to make these people war heroes. We're not interested in uh, men of war. We don't want to be a people of war. We don't want to promote war heroes. Okay, so we've got to walk a fine line here. Uh, but we do want to show gratitude for and appreciation of those who sacrifice their lives or oftentimes those who come back and have, have sacrificed their health, their families, their stability for America. And uh, on one hand, I don't want to promote a war hero. On the other hand, I do want to show appreciation. And I do want to make sure that those who sacrifice so much get the care they need. Okay, so, you know, how do we appropriately walk that line is the fair, uh, in my opinion, question. All right, second hour was a simulcast with a Sheriff Mack show on Brighty on TV yesterday. And, of course, Sheriff Mack was with us. Richard Mack is the founder and president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. He highly encourages a relationship between we the people and our sheriffs. We need to back the sheriffs as they keep their oaths of office. CSPOA.org to learn more. And uh, the big initiative for the CSPOA right now is to encourage and promote investigations all across the country uh, regarding vote fraud. On one hand, this January 6th uh, issue has opened up big time. And they want you to believe that, hey, you know what, there's no vote fraud. Uh, The January 6th was just an insurrection. Uh, All the conservatives are crazy. This just shows how racist and hate-filled and violent the conservatives really are. And again, that narrative could not be more false and bogus. There are evidences of vote fraud all across the country that are absolutely beyond provable. If you don't believe me, there's people getting arrested in Arizona right now over vote fraud issues. Uh, there's been big government bureaucrats that have now been indicted and um, prosecuted and have admitted to counts of vote fraud. It all depends on how you define vote fraud. What rises to the level of fraud? What rises to the level of, okay, that's what we're debating. Uh, They would say, well, no, Sam, that's not vote fraud. That's just an anomaly. Well, Sam, that's not just vote fraud. That's an oversight. Well, no, Sam, that's not vote fraud. That's just because of COVID. Okay, they go on and on and on and have an excuse for every example we bring up. But literally, uh, experts have dug into this. And believe it or not, there's 350,000 voters on the rolls who are dead. Oh, Sam, that's not vote fraud. That's just an oversight. Okay, say what you want. It doesn't matter. The fact is the numbers are being changed with regards to the vote. Call it what you will, fraud, oversight. We need to clean up these elections, ladies and gentlemen. We need to create accountability. And if there is wrongdoing, then there needs to be prosecution to the fullest extent of the law for that wrongdoing. Anyway, the CSPOA is promoting investigations all across the country. If you want to learn more about the efforts of the CSPOA, cspoa.org slash elections. We'll keep an eye on that ball just for you. I am Sam Bushman, and this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much to talk about, so little time. It is a freedom, love, and faith-filled Friday. And uh, so we're talking about the second hour yesterday. Sheriff Mack and I had on an incredible candidate. Stephen Johnson is his name. He's a sheriff's candidate in Juneau, Wisconsin. And uh, he's a good guy. He's constitutional. And I sure hope that he gets elected. Anyway, Sheriff Mack published, publicly endorsed uh, Stephen Johnson on the radio and TV yesterday. Uh, and he took a CSPOA survey uh, so that we could learn how constitutional he was. He came on the radio with us, answered questions. Good guy. He admitted he got a red flag gun law uh, question wrong. He misunderstood the question, first of all. And it makes sense that he did because all of his other answers don't square with that one answer. Uh, and, uh, you know... Red flag gun laws are a serious, serious, serious uh, problem indeed, if you ask my opinion. Uh, and uh, really, a listener just emailed me, who we've had on the radio with us before, and I commend him and appreciate him emailing me. His name is Nick Destacho. Uh, and Nick uh, emailed me just now, by the way, and says the House has passed a disturbing gun control bill. I'm not sure how it will fare in the Senate, he says, but it may very well pass if weak-kneed Republicans... Uh, supporting anything they'll they'll do anything so you know they're just they compromise right that's the problem to those of us who believe in the right but more importantly to those few of us who understand that the right can only be supported by the duty to protect there is considerable concern 
if this legislation is passed as is, what is the game plan for the CSPOA, he asks. Thank you, Nick. Well, Nick, let me uh, kind of articulate it this way. I mentioned this with Shara, or with uh, Larry Pratt, formerly of Gun Owners of America. He's retired now just the other day. And you're right. This is of serious concern. And I brought up this concern on the radio more than once. And, uh, yes, they are going ballistic uh, in an era of mass shootings. And we highlighted uh, many times before on this program that before 1999, there really wasn't these mass shootings. I'm not saying nothing ever happened, but for the most part, it was really, 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 really rare. Uh, Since 1999, it's been an increasing over and over and over um, mass shooting scenario. And the frequency and the lives lost just continue to pile up. And I've mentioned a thousand times on this program, and I'll mention it again. Look, every time you find one of these guys, they don't have a tie to God, family, or country. They have some kind of a relationship problems with the opposite sex. They're spurned by women. Uh, they don't have a strong family at all. Their fathers and mothers are uh, either absent physically uh, or oftentimes mentally. They don't have a relationship with parents or loved ones around them at all. They don't have friends. They're always bullied. They're uh, on psychotropic drugs. Uh, always there's some kind of a mental health counselor in the mix. There's a long history of m- weird mental behavior leading up to this. There's all these things. Uh, they uh, Somehow they're so uh, ignorant they can hardly communicate with, with, with girls or, or whatever. It's always a male. But they can always hardly communicate with girls. They're odd. People think they're weird. They show fits of anger. Uh, they struggle in school. On, on one hand, they're not very, I don't know what you want to say, with it or intelligence-wise or whatever. On the other hand, they're so brilliant they can write incredible manifestos about their racist mentality or, or, or positions, their uh, conservative values, their whatever. Their articulate could be in their manifestos, right? Uh, and they're always, um, you know, super highly skilled uh, in weaponry for some reason. They're always way beyond their normal capabilities, all right, things just don't add up and make sense in every one of these cases. And you put it all together, and oftentimes you dig in and find out somehow there was a provocateur, somebody from the FBI or the Pentagon or the CIA or somebody that was working with them or somehow involved with them. Or There's always these weird scenarios. Okay, And every time you dig into things, things just don't add up. Let me give you an example. Where did this kid that was 18 years old who worked at like a fast food joint or something like that, who didn't have any money, was failing in school, melting down. How did he write this incredible manifesto to be left behind? How did he then get a bunch of money to buy this high-tech weaponry that I can't even afford? Yet, see this guy, supposedly this ignorant guy, and he's just all a misfit in society and didn't do very well in school, works at a fast food joint, but man, he just happens to get his hands on this incredible military hardware. You know, AR-15s aren't cheap. He had a couple of those dudes, and he, you know, all that. How does this happen? Right? No one digs into that. Was he on psychotropic drugs? No one's digging into that. We don't hear the fundamental questions. So every time, whether it's intentional or not, I don't know. It's hard to say. But we see more and more and more evidence of government-involved, psychiatric care-involved, drug-induced psychosis by these shooters that, that just go crazy. Now, where do they get the skills? Where do they hone those skills to get so good? You had highly armed police officers that waited outside for an hour. They were afraid to engage the shooter because they didn't want to have their own casualties. 
So they left the poor innocent children to die while they protected themselves. But why are they afraid of this guy? How did he become such a sharpshooter and so take control of the situation? The guy can hardly talk in normal life, it seems. But yet, by golly, you get him with a gun and military hardware that he can't afford, and he becomes Rambo. Unstoppable. See, how does this happen? And the answer is, your media is lying to you and promoting gun control. The answer is, you're not being told the real story about these killers, about these people that go crazy. You're not being... uh, you're not getting the whole dossier or the details on these people at all. What you're getting is they're a right-wing racist, trained to the to the hilt, and totally capable of just murdering everybody. And by golly, the only way to stop them is to steal guns from the good guys. However, remember, it was always a good guy with a gun that stops these guys, right? Every time. So logically, more good guys with guns would stop them, right? Anyway, they're using this and many other examples to push the narrative of gun control. And the Republicans are selling out like nobody's business right now. And both sides of the aisle are guilty of the deep states against us, ladies and gentlemen. But you and I better stand up and stop them from pushing this gun control agenda. I warned you even over the last several days that this was hitting the House. Now it's already passed the House. Red flag gun law. And now they're pushing for it in the Senate. Will it pass? Probably not. But we nevertheless better be uh, eternally vigilant. Watch this thing. We better push hard to our bureaucrats and politicians that are listening, that are getting their ears bent from the lobbies big time on this right now. And they're backdooring this thing, too. So anyway, I appreciate Nick uh, emailing me. And I wanted to highlight his email because I think it's relevant as could be. Right? Good for Nick to highlight this. But look, it gets worse, meaning that they're continuing to promote this agenda. They are absolutely, um, uh, dishonestly promoting gun control as the answer. All right. So let me give you some examples of what they're doing to Nick's point about this. Okay. This is really important to understand. All right. Here's the deal. The headline says a team of former Navy SEALs and military veterans have developed what they call gun detection technology, now implemented already in 25 states, ladies and gentlemen. What is the goal? They say, quote, saving lives. Now they say as the country has been rocked by a wave of mass shootings in recent weeks. This group was founded in 2018. And it's called Zero Eyes. It's an artificial intelligence company or an AI company. And it's developed to be a quote, proactive solution to mass shootings. In schools, they say, and in public places. And I would say in every gun-free zone. See, that's the problem is these gun-free zones. Um, we've always talked about this, right? The company's website explains what their role is and how the technology works. Okay? Zero-Eyes technology is installed into existing surveillance counties. I'm sorry. Um, Zero-Eyes technology is installed into existing surveillance surveillance cameras in schools and businesses and uses our, quote, artificial 
intelligence analytics technology that can detect concealed firearms. They say that situational awareness, that intelligence, before the gun is fired, before a shot is fired, they're going to be able to exercise their security protocols, they claim, much more quickly and save lives. Anyway, then they go on and they say people are notified in three to five seconds and yada, yada, yada. Then this is an absolute bogus lie, and I'll prove it to you in seconds. We'll do it all on your radio. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Last night's made-for-TV January 6th show this morning is being called a cover-up, a cover-up of Democrat decisions. Representative Jim Banks on Fox News this morning. This committee is a cover-up. It's it's not just a, a cover-up from distracting from the issues that the American people are demanding that we focus on, like $5.25 a gallon of gas in my hometown in Columbia City, Indiana, but it's a cover-up of Nancy Pelosi's rules and responsibilities as Speaker of the House and oversight of the Capitol Police and Capitol Security. She has documents in her office about why the National Guard was called off because of, quote, bad optics that she referred refused to give up to the bipartisan Senate Homeland Security Committee. The Consumer Price Index, released just minutes ago, indicates the U.S. economy is continuing to fail. May's price increase is another 1%. USA Radio News. If you were lied to and buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-486-9600. 800-486-9600. 800-486-9600. 800-486-9600. As the U.S. economy goes, so does other economies. The United Kingdom is taking a big hit, too. Inflation in the U.K. is the highest it's been since the early 1990s. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says their recovery from the pandemic has been hindered by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. He says that energy and grain prices are expected to remain high in the short term, but adds that the U.K. and other allies cannot abandon support for Ukraine. Never mind that abandoning the Ukrainians would be morally repugnant, since they are the victims and they have an absolute right to defend a free and independent country. We are simply not in a position to tell them what to do. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. May's consumer price index increase is another 1%, adding to the 8.6% already impacting America's buying power. Shelter, gas, and food are all up again. 
Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm telling you about this new technology. A team of former Navy SEALs and military veterans have developed gun detection technology now implemented in 25-plus states. They say the goal is saving lives. You see, founded in 2018, Zero Eyes is an artificial intelligence company and they want to provide the solution to mass shootings in schools and public places. The company website explains. They say Zero Eyes Technologies is installed into existing surveillance cameras and schools in businesses and schools, and they can detect concealed firearms. Now, the problem with this is the lie. They say thousands of fake and real guns have been detected since the company began operating, says Sam Limo, the chief officer. The whole goal, they say, is to save time. Uh Uh-huh. The whole goal is to save time, he said. If we can get the first responders alerted that situational awareness, that intelligence, before the gun is fired, before a short is fi- shot is fired, they're going to be able to implement their security technologies and security plan, security protocols, much more quickly, he says. That will save lives. Now listen to this. They say human analysts mainly military veterans, monitor a detection. And once a threat is verified, appropriate personnel and first responders are notified within three to five seconds with the exact location of the gun. Uh Uh-huh. The company conducts drills and pilots with first responders and customers upon installation, the website states. Robert Chacon, a retired FBI special agent and counterterrorism expert, told the DCNF, the system, like Zero Eyes, um will help law enforcement respond more quickly to mass shootings. Uh Uh-huh. I applaud a system like this, trying to cut down on the time first responders have to responding to one of these things. He says, I just don't know if an artificial intelligence system like this, backed up by human reviewing the data, I don't know if it'll cut down that much on time, he says. Artificial intelligence as it is right now, right? 
Um, in other words, he's saying he doesn't know that the artificial intelligence is good enough right now is the point. He said, but I applaud the effort. He didn't know if this would get rid of the, well, he didn't know if it would have prevented the mass shootings like this in Uvalde, Texas. You want to prevent these things. You have to prevent that kid from getting a gun. You have to prevent that kid from going down the road of mental illness that makes him want to kill these people. There's a lot of factors, he says, but this is very serious. And you know what? We're on the right track for solutions, they say. Time is crucial in these events. Now, they say that Zero Eyes has been selected by a bunch of schools, and they go on and on and on and on with this, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let me tell you the problem that I have with the whole thing. You ready? Ladies and gentlemen, there was 911 calls that a guy wrecked his car and was outside shooting very, very, very quickly once he started shooting. In fact, 911 was already alerted before this guy even went into the school. But the first responders who got there, well, let's back up for a second. There was supposed to be somebody at the school already on site for this purpose, but they weren't even there. But even when these first responders got there, they literally sat outside, then went into the building, heavily armed, bunches of them, and they did nothing for over an hour. They were too busy looking for shields to protect themselves rather than looking out for the kids. Now, zero eyes wouldn't help with that at all. Not at all. They already were alerted immediately. Being alerted five seconds earlier or two minutes earlier would not have helped. They did not engage the shooter and stop him before he went into the building at all. Uh, and even when he went into the building, they went into the building, but they still didn't stop him for over an hour. In fact, it wasn't even the first responders that stopped this guy. It was an off-duty Border Patrol agent who borrowed a gun from somebody else who stopped this thing. As I always like to say, it was a good guy with a gun that stopped this thing. It wasn't the first responders. So no doubt alerting these jokers would not have helped any. All we're doing is we're talking about greater surveillance on the rest of us. So this artificial intelligence technology might be able to use cameras and might be able to use some kind of infrared or whatever technologies and determine if you're carrying a gun. But how's it going to know when it's a good guy or a bad guy? What if it's a good guy with a gun? What if it's a concealed carry permit holder? What if it's a, okay, this technology is disaster, ladies and gentlemen, because it doesn't have the intelligence to determine what the intent of the person is. Having a gun is not a problem. That is the problem with this whole discussion. That is the problem with these, quote, Navy SEALs uh, and military veterans idea. You know what? Alerting people to a gun is not necessarily the answer because a gun in the hands of a good guy is not a problem. In fact, I think that we want more guns in the hands of good guys, don't we? But see, everybody's going to be tipped off. Everybody's going to be alerted to. Everybody's going to be monitoring. Now, a humanoid has to sit there and look at the data coming in from all these cameras, from this, quote, AI interpreted delivery system, 
And that person has to say, is this person a threat or not? When do I, pardon the pun, (laughs) when do I pull the trigger on deciding this guy's no good with a gun? Versus when is it okay? And uh, that's the problem. And do we really want everybody walking into a school that may be armed to be scrutinized and monitored and second-guessed and, well, let's try to get into this brain. Let's try to dig into this guy's privacy. How does it detect the guns? Does it show a naked body like the big old uh, airport scanners that we talked about for years? Does it literally figuratively make a person naked on screen so that you can, you know, what, what does this stuff do? And, and what, no matter how it, what about people's privacy? Do you have the right to use some technology to look into a person and determine if they're carrying a gun or not? Or what about the privacy in their person and in their papers? And what about all that? Well, Sam, the ends justifies the means, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. This is where you people are off your rockers. Zero-Eyes technology is installed into existing surveillance cameras in schools and businesses and uses artificial intelligence to detect, they say, concealed firearms. Now, don't I have privacy? Or is my privacy just gone at that point? You see, there's fundamental principles being violated here that people are not highlighting and clearly articulating well enough for people to get it. At first glance, you go, well, man, that's great. Sam, we can dig into this dude and figure it out. That's incredible. But no, say I say no. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. There's fundamental God-given inalienable rights of privacy here. The government has no right to breach. Let me say that again. No authority, no right to breach. And if we give this away, what's next? Are we going to roll into the thought police? Where does this end up? And I say that it does not end up good. I'll tell you that right now. It does not end well. Because the second you give government an inch, they'll take a mile. Right? What if they start using this gun technology? I'm going to call it creepy eyes, but they call it zero eyes, right? When are they going to allow that system to be used against conservatives like the IRS was used against conservatives? If it's a liberal, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Disaster on Steroids. Final segment this hour in seconds on your radio. Coming up. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, 
But I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Ladies and gentlemen, so the problem with the zero eyes technology, I'm calling it creepy eyes, uh, I'm telling you right now, is that, look, it becomes the thought police. This artificial intelligence making a determination after spying on you and violating your privacy in your person, if you will, uh, and then turn that over to some analyst to uh, determine is problematic. Uh, Again, if you're a conservative, if you're a normal concealed carry holder, they're going to they're going to uh, literally use this against conservatives, just like the IRS was used against conservatives, right? And um, so this company is a problem. But it gets worse because, look, while they're attacking our right to keep and bear arms and unfairly targeting us, pretending good guys with guns are the problem, lying to the American people, peddling propaganda to epic proportions, okay, it gets worse because listen to this headline. The U.S. military depends almost completely on the communist nation of China for mineral essentials, okay, for a mineral that is essential to creating ammunition and other defense products, according to Defense News. This just got released. The House Armed Services Committee just released draft legislation on Wednesday, which would require a briefing on the, uh, they call it the antimony supply. So the mineral is this antimony, right? They want a five-year outlook on supply chain vulnerabilities as well. And um, this is the problem. Um, this antimony, I, I don't know enough about it. I haven't studied this uh mineral but it's called antimony uh, which is essential to the production of ammunition and other defense products the u.s has no domestic mine for this mineral right think about that the u.s has no has no domestic mine For the mineral, antimony, which is reportedly used in the production of night vision goggles, armor-piercing bullets, explosive 
and nuclear weapons, China in particular, does a remarkably good job at this. In other words, hey, folks, this is serious. Why does the U.S. have no domestic mind to deal with this? Right? This is serious. I don't understand. I don't know. But there you have it. So we depend almost completely on China for this. So they're trying to take away your guns and your ammo and everything else from you domestically. But then we also find out we're dependent on China from a military point of view for all this. Could we put ourselves in a more vulnerable position? Now, it's interesting to me that this gentleman emails me about this. And I appreciate his email. I've kept an eye on these stories, so he didn't provide me any new information, really. But he did highlight this point. And what I like about his reporting, or his information, Nick Testacho, is that he's highlighting what a concern these gun bills are. And he's right about this, right? Uh, But think about it in light of what I'm telling you. New gun legislation is of serious concern. Uh, Amen, Nick. You're right as rain. And the reason I bring this up is because Nick was on with us just recently talking about militias. Well, ladies and gentlemen, when they put this new eyes or zero eyes technology in place, uh, you understand clearly that, hey, um, this strikes at the very heart of the militia. You get this zero eyes technology going on, and pretty soon, hey, everybody who has a gun will be under instant suspicion and surveillance. And uh, that, in my mind, ladies and gentlemen, is the problem. Why do we not want to have good guys with guns? Why are we taking literal uh, attempts to destroy the militia in America. Okay? Uh, Whether you say it's able-bodied men, 15 to 45, or whether some say 16 to 60, uh, whatever. All I'm telling you is, look, the people with guns is the great safety net in America. Let's be very clear. And Nick asked, why don't we at the CSPA talk about this very much? The answer is we do, sir. We talk about it all the time. We're not afraid to mention militias, and we're not afraid of militias, And we agree that militias are an essential part of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Our constitutional republic highlights the necessity, is the word used, of a militia. And that's not for yesteryear. That has not gone away. The necessity of a well-regulated militia still remains today. But this zero-eyes technology would put everybody who's a good guy with a gun under literal surveillance and scrutiny from the get-go. Violating privacy to start the narrative, it is a disaster on steroids. Meanwhile, we're subject to the communist nation of China for our own, quote, military. Why don't we decrease the military and get rid of the standing army, as the Constitution calls for? And why don't we, in every state, crank up the highly trained, well-regulated, necessary for a free state militia? That's what we ought to be doing. Nick's absolutely right on this quintessential point. Now, we've got to make sure that it's appropriate, that we're not setting up a shadow government. There's some I's to dot, T's to cross. Uh, As Nick wisely pointed out, there's ways to go about this in a peaceful, appropriate, checks and balanced way. 
but it must happen. He's right as rain. Anyway, thanks, Nick, for the email. And I double down on that because we're not afraid to bring this up. What is the CSPOA doing now? Well, we're working on election fraud right now. That's our primary uh, issue um, because it's essential that we get our votes right. But, uh, hey, in the past, we've had four, five, six hundred sheriffs join us in rejecting gun control. As you know, Richard Mack beat Bill Clinton over the Brady Bill, the gun control issue, at the Supreme Court and his court case win, or that quintessential, fundamental, greatest Tenth Amendment right decision stands today as a testament to his original fight and to where we stand right now. Nick, I would ask you, do you have a copy of that Supreme Court case summary that that you can refer to? Because if we want to solve the problem, we've got a court case on our side that absolutely doubles down and shuts down the general government and absolutely asserts the sovereignty of the states and the county local sheriff and his jurisdictional authority as well. Um, I I don't know what more we can do than get a Supreme Court case in our favor highlighting the point and then to advocate for the crank up of the militia, which is necessary for a free state. Okay, Um, I don't know what more we can do, but we are encouraging sheriffs to stand against this tyranny. We are doing everything we can legislatively to stop these clowns. And we are willing to use every broadcast we have to make sure that we hold the moral high ground on this discussion. And let me make one more point before I let this issue go. Not only do we believe in uh, well-regulated militias being necessary for a free state, amen, but this term they're using called an assault weapon, okay, that is an absolute dishonest, manipulative, propaganda-based lie straight from the pit of hell, okay? Just know that. It is not an assault weapon. If it's in the hands of a good guy, this gun we're talking about, it becomes a defense protection mechanism the way i like to refer to it if a woman has one of these guns and someone's trying to rape her you would call that gun a rape me not not an assault weapon it would be called a rape me not and any gun in the hands of the good guys is a kill the children in school not do you get the point assault weapon is a dishonest narrative okay it's not an assault weapon in the hands of a good guy a sheriff, a police officer, a militia member. A militia member, when the militia is done right, ladies and gentlemen, following the appropriate intent of the founding fathers, a gun in the hands of a militia member is a stop government. It's a tyranny not. Right? Rape me not, tyranny not, shoot me not, take my car not, whatever it be. Um, that's what these guns are on the hands of the good guys, including the militia. But I would even go further than say including the militia. I would say especially the militia. Okay, let's not shy away from militias. Let's not pretend that they shouldn't exist or that they don't have application. They absolutely have the supreme law of the land legal backing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be very clear. And in every state almost... Uh, They have relevant mere backing, if you will, at the local level as opposed to the general level. Right? Sheriff's posses are great, but they can only operate within the jurisdictional boundary of the sheriff. These militias have greater, broader constitutional authority. 
the pauses because I'm trying to prevent from coughing. <coughs> Sorry, folks. Anyway, a lot of these big radio stations have delays. And they can press a button and cough. And you won't know because the delay will take care of it. All they do is decrease the delay and, you know, edit out the cough on the fly. We don't believe in those kind of delay systems because we want to be real and raw and truly on the air. There's no script. Uh, there's no, um, you know, effort to present things in a different manner than they really happen. So if I cough, I just have a button. I can mute myself, but there's a delay if I do that. Uh, anyway, I digress. All I'm telling you is militias have appropriate application in America, legally and lawfully so. Let's be very clear and let's not be afraid to double down in defense of that reality. And when they want this zero-eyes technology in place, I submit to you that literally it's criminal. It violates your privacy, my privacy. It presupposes that they can become the thought police and determine via artificial intelligence first and a human second where you stand, what you believe, what you intend to do before you do it. Uh, and hmm. But even if they detect it within seconds and report it, and even if the guys get on the scene, what would have happened if the cops got on scene earlier in this Texas case? Nothing. They just would have stood there longer until the good guy with a gun came and stopped the thug, right? That's right. They would have, Instead of an hour, it would have been an hour and 20 minutes or whatever the number be. Um, doesn't matter. The point's the same, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, don't believe the lie. The founders didn't. When King George came for the guns, they said, uh-uh, not doing that. We need to be the same. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe the militia is a great solution and one of the great ways to solve this. But remember, the militia has to be properly organized. Uh, the term used is a well-regulated militia. The question is, who does the regulating? How does that unfold? Uh, and we need to work on that together as a people, ladies and gentlemen, and the sooner the better. I'll tell you that right now. I'm calling for peace. All right, I'll use a Ronald Reagan term. You got to trust, but verify. That's what he says. I think you don't got to trust at all. They've proven that they're not trustworthy. What you got to do is verify and double down and make sure that we put the right provisions in place. The militia creates one of the great checks and balances that we've dismantled in America today to our peril. We better change our tune and fast. Hour one in the can. God save the republic. Hour two coming up. This nation shall endure. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. This is the broadcast for June 10th in the year of our Lord, 2022, hour two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. The good Dr. Scott Bradley with us to preserve the nation, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match. Oh, wow. We've got a lot to cover, ladies and gentlemen. Very little time to get it done. Dr. Bradley, welcome back, sir. 
Well, thank you very much, um, and uh, let's let's get to it. I mean, if there's that much to cover, we better be uh, exposing the uh, the wrath that is about to uh, unfold on this nation if we don't change our ways. Amen to that reality check. All right, there is a technology <clears throat> that's now out that I mentioned last hour uh, that I want to brief you on really quick and then get your take. The uh, headline says this. A team of former Navy SEALs and military veterans have developed what they call gun detection technology. Now implemented already in 25 states, sir. And they say the company was founded in 2018. They say it's an artificial intelligence company that is developed to be a, quote, proactive solution to mass shootings in schools and public places. It's called Zero Eyes Technology, and they say it's installed into existing surveillance cameras in schools and in businesses. It uses artificial intelligence and analytics technology that can detect concealed firearms. And then they say, uh, you know, hey, it goes on and on and on, and basically says, hey, uh, this will get somebody to the scene of the crime faster and save lives. Uh, my response to that is, look, getting the bureaucrats, <laughs> the cops there faster doesn't do any good. Every time we saw in Florida and we see in Texas, all they do is stand outside and wring their hands and wait for more military hardware to protect themselves while they let innocents die. Uh, so getting somebody there faster isn't going to do any good at all. Uh, the only way to stop these criminals is good guys with guns. That's eventually how this one was stopped in Texas a, a Border Patrol agent that was off-duty borrowed a gun from somebody and went in and stopped the thug. So a good guy with a gun every time stops the bad guys. But this zero-eyes technology, in my opinion, has fundamental problems. Uh, and if you debate, oh, well, isn't it good, they're good to get a, you know somebody there faster, a first responder there faster? If that's your debate, you're going to lose every time because you're violating and you're missing the fundamental principles. To use surveillance technology is to violate the privacy of one's person furthermore then after you violate their privacy you make assumptions instantly somebody's under surveillance instantly you have violated their privacy and determined uh, what they have or not instantly now you're using this ai to determine if their actions are inappropriate or whatever and then you're having a humanoid do this and pardon the pun uh, based on all that, somebody might pull the trigger and create false alarms against you or me or anybody else who's innocent just because we have a right to keep and bear arms and we use that right. And we have a concealed gun, whether it be constitutional carry or some kind of concealed carry license or the list goes on and on. But I, I bring this up because you're violating fundamental principles. You're instantly violating privacy. You're then taking that to the next level and having artificial intelligence analyze all their actions and make a determination. Then it's a humanoid then deciding to, quote, pull the trigger on, oh, my gosh, we better do something about this guy, this person, this whatever. Um, we need to take a step back for a second and jettison the propaganda surrounding this and really understand it isn't about how quick you can detect somebody. It isn't about whether you can become the thought police and decide whether you're going to you know, stop some criminal or not. It isn't a matter of keeping society safe. It's a matter of God-given liberties. It's a matter of violating one's privacy. It's a matter of 
uh, we cannot jettison this innocent until proven guilty idea. And we cannot become the thought police with AI intelligence behind it and or some liberal uh, individual that may have an agenda behind it. We cannot go down this road. And to do so, to take the argument down the road, is to already lose the argument if you don't debate fundamental God-given inalienable rights of self-defense from the start. Dr. Bradley. Well, this whole thing is sick and wrong, but before I comment on that, I, I probably ought to help dispel a widely held uh, rumor, I guess I'll call it, and that is that the guy jumped out of the barber chair and grabbed a shotgun, ran in, and saved everybody. I don't believe that happened. I believe that uh, he got some children out, including his own, and that there was a SWAT-type team that ultimately entered the classroom and uh, took the shooter out after dilly-dallying around until everybody was assassinated. <clears throat> but uh, I think it's widely misunderstood that, that this guy from the barber chair was the hero of the day. He did go in, he did act, but the fact of the matter is uh, the shooter was ultimately, I believe, taken out by a, a tactical team that was sent in. Let's go back to this other thing. Uh, Orwell missed it, 1984. It happened a little bit later. Uh, it's happening today. Orwell's dystopian society is unfolding on us in absolute at, at cyclonic speed. And uh, I heard about this uh, detection equipment some days ago. Uh, there was a uh, Oh, I don't know what you'd call him. It was a law enforcement guy that was on one of the major news media um, programs touting this detection capability. And it's like, what? Where did this come from? And, and it is absolutely uh, inherently bad in every single way. It's not going to improve anything. In Utah, for example, if you're if you've got a concealed carry, you can carry in the classroom. You can carry going through the front door. Uh, nobody's uh, got any right, to, and they wouldn't anyway, to uh, question you about it. The idea is gun control, people control that they're trying to foster. Everything that's being said has the end game result of the complete disarmament of the American citizenry. And, uh, you know, let's talk for a second about Matthew McConaughey's uh, impassioned plea. He's play, replaying the role of the six movie stars that played that role in 1968 for LBJ. Uh, he's, a, he's an actor. He delivers lines. He's very good at it. He's like uh, the great communicator, uh, Ronald Reagan. He was an actor. He could communicate his lines. But just like uh, Gregory Peck and, and Kirk Douglas and, and Tom Laughlin and Jimmy Stewart and and uh, Charlton Heston and Hugh O'Brien, those six guys can take the credit or the blame, if you will, for clearing the way for, for the 1968 Gun Control Act when they took the message out and delivered it as impassionedly as, uh, what's his name, Matt McConaughey did. And uh, that's exactly, it's a replay of all of that, but every single step of the way is an effort to disarm America, to take away an individual God-given right. It wasn't invented in this in the Second Amendment. It was simply a recognition and a, a canonization, if you will, of of that recognition of that right. But but this stuff of of detection and everything, I 
surveillance, I mean, what do they do? They undress you when you go some. Oh, wait a minute. They already do that when you go through the uh, the uh, Gestapo lines at the uh, airport. Um, uh, the, we are just being strip searched as we go just without any hesitation throughout our lives. And, uh, and, and American society is becoming a surveillance society. I, I know that uh, Singapore is way ahead of us, or at least they have been in the past. I'm not so sure how far ahead of us on that curve they are now with this kind of capability. And let's just talk. Oh, we can get there quicker. Well, if a 911 call goes in right now, five minutes is probably the best you're going to find. And that's if they respond. Look at the guy in, in Texas. He shot outside for 12 minutes. He was taking pot shots at things outside the school doors for 12 minutes before he even went inside. There was there was no interdiction by of any kind. And it, we're, we're accepting things that are basically making us more of a tyrannical society, more of a surveillance society, more of a mother may I society with every single step of the way. And so society has... <laughs> They're looking for security rather than any kind of liberty or we can say is gives life worth living. And I think it was Norman Vincent Peale, 70, something like 200 years ago, Americans roared like lions for liberty, and now they bleat like sheep for security. And for this development to occur, he stopped it. I've got to say that. These guys are, are playing into the hands of those that wish with all of their hearts to more completely control American society. And, and so, you know, you say, oh, they're former military personnel. Oh, they're former Navy SEALs. I'll use our old phonetic alphabet. It's Bravo Sierra. We're being fed a line. We are absolutely selling ourselves, our souls, our very, uh, the, the lives, liberty, and property of ourselves and our posterity. And the founding fathers would be appalled at us for doing such a foolish, stupid thing. And, and we aren't, we aren't even bleaking an eyelash. And right now we're on such a slippery, slippery slope that the, the celebrity status is coming into play and we are gaining more traction. I mean, we have the Republicans at the negotiating table. They're going to sell us out every bit as much as the Democrats have. I mean, holy cow. Sadly, and, uh, you're correct, Dr. Scott Bradley with us, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we'll broaden the discussion from domestic control of you and I to the international reality that we face. We'll talk about it on your radio in seconds. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. The Epic Times.
www.freedomfactortimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley with us, and I'm highlighting this uh, technology uh, that really, I believe, is a problem that violates fundamental rights of privacy and more. We're talking about this company founded in 2018 called Zero Eyes. They have artificial intelligence. You can literally tell if anybody has a gun. The problem is the downstream uh, reality of that. Violating privacy to know who has what, first of all, is a concern. But we go on. Now the uh, issue is a broader issue because now they say the U.S. military depends almost completely on the communist nation of China for a mineral called antimony which is essential to the development and production of ammunition and other defense products. <clears throat> um, US, or the United States doesn't even have a domestic mine for the mineral antimony, and they say it's used in the production of night vision goggles, armor-piercing bullets, explosives, and nuclear weapons. They say China in particular does a remarkably good job of hoarding these materials. Massachusetts Democratic Rep. Seth Moulton says he's a member of the House Armed Services Committee. That's what he told Defense News. Uh, China clearly has a comprehensive global strategy to corner the market on these materials. Now, I'm not here to uh, support the senator or whatever or the Congress critter on this. But I am here to say this is of great concern, though, depending on the communist nation of China for this stuff. Um, you look at China and Russia, and they output most of this based on this uh, rare mineral, if you will. Uh, Dr. Bradley, what do you say to that? Well, you know, I, how stupid are we? Oh, oh, it's the maximum, over-the-top, off-the-chart, stupid. Um, we in the United State, States have... Um, we we had, at one point, uh, we were in the catbird seat. We basically had a um, uh, ability to produce everything ourselves. We were standalone. 
we were uh, we were able to produce what we needed to do, whether it was food, whether it was clothing, whether it was shelter, whether it was education, whether it was uh, military armaments. Uh, the United States was the go-to nation for anything and everything that was there. And uh, so we, we, we just, we've given everything away. And it's not just some of these uh, rare earth materials we've got. And by the way, I just, uh, from some inside information, we've found that uh, China has been uh, put in a catbird seat, if you will, in Mexico for some of this rare earth stuff. They already have huge deposits in their geog geography, but uh, they're going out and, and locking it up around the world. And, but we haven't just done it on the rare earth stuff. I mean, things that are, you know, for batteries, for cell phones, whatever. But, but what we're doing, <laughs> we sold out our, our steel producing capability. Uh, Geneva Steel, uh, down in Utah County, Utah, uh, was, uh, was a huge asset. It was put there in World War II to be uh, untouchable by enemy aircraft and everything in this central location, a huge producer of steel. And because of a lot of regulations and, and rigmarole and bureaucracy and everything else like that, we sold it to China. That's basically what we've done with every steel production facility in the United States, with the exception of some very small specialty steel productions. Look, people, when we go to build a 60-ton tank, there's a lot of steel in that. There's steel in almost everything we uh, that's military-grade anything. And we have to go to China and on bended knee say, Mother, may I? I mean, what do we do? What do we build ships out of? You know, they <laughs> almost everything. I mean, you look at uh, boot production. You know, boots on the ground. You've heard about that, and and we've get, we've granted China a most most favored nation status. It was made permanent in two thousand one, so so almost two dozen years ago, and and we've given China all of their. Uh, capability that has j allowed them to pick our pockets and and have the power position in the world. And and people are wringing their hands now impotently. Look, back in the 1930s, a law was made that says you can't trade with nations that use slave labor. Everything in China is slave labor. Say, oh, no, it's not. We pay them 15 cents an hour or $15 a year or whatever it comes down to. We pay them. Oh, plus they can eat and they can have a place to live. and But no, slave labor camps are made of those kind of things. Look at what happened with the slave labor camps in World War II under the uh, benign influence of the uh, Nazis. And uh, that's where China is. And yes, there are some that are very, 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 very wealthy that are getting that, some huge societies, but... Behind this, the curtain, we're finding that's what we're doing with China. We're encouraging it. We create the best enemies money can buy by the way we treat people like that. And it's illegal to use slave labor and sell product in the United States. But they're pillaging and plundering everything. And yes, indeed, they're taking these rare earth materials and they've got a lock on everything. And the United States is woefully lacking in many of these things. And many of our high-tech things are completely dependent on that. But so are our boots on the ground, and so is our manufacturing of tanks and ships and everything else. And um, it's, it's all done, I believe, 
with an idea in mind of, of completely subverting the United States on the internally as well as externally. It's a multi-level game. They do it at every level, it, uh, domestically, locally, within the schools. You look at what's happening there and the so-called education that's happening there. It's not a valuable education. It's a social education that's that's basically molding and manipulating the kids. And the, you get to college, and it's on steroids. I mean, you go, you're going to the temple of the uh, high priests of the humanists and uh, the woke society. We wonder why we get woke kids, because the teachers are teaching it based upon the curriculum. Come on. And the media is broadcasting it. You go everything from that lowest level possible. The, the, what we allow into our homes. The moms and dads are becoming completely complicit in this thing. Kids are being raised in this. You go clear through the globalist level, and, and it's a multi-level effort to completely eviscerate what Americanist principles allowed us to, uh, to become. You know, the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous, most respected nation on earth. Tell me where we are in those categories today. It's, it's Other than that, it's not so bad, right, doctor? No, no, it's not so bad at all. But but it happens regardless of who's in power. I don't care who's president right now. They're doing an agenda. Uh, red flag laws. Trump promoted those things, believed in them. Oh, what's this thing about uh, due process? No, we'll take care of that later. I mean, the idea, people need to understand we're being gutted by whomever we're foolish enough to put in office. We've got to start selecting people based upon character, principles, rather than some smooth-tongued uh, celebrity that's promoting a given idea. And, and I don't know. I'm all over the place on this, but it's frustrating to see it happening at every level. Unremitting. Well, and I think we can't leave these issues alone uh, unless we talk about January 6th right now. They're literally peddling propaganda via all these news sites about, uh, you know, insurrection, Donald Trump this, and whatever, and you know, really, all this is tied to the election fraud discussion. Well, right? The January 6th, uh, <laughs> it's absolutely laughable. I mean, th just, it is so orchestrated, so choreographed. I mean, you know, uh, you think you talk about some of these wrestling competitions that they have professionally now. Uh, yeah, there's an athleticism involved in them, but everything, it's as choreographed as a ballet. And, and what's happening in this January 6th program is completely choreographed. It's, it's well orchestrated. It's, it's like the conductors in front of them leading the orchestra in their end desired thing. Everybody's reading off their script. And, and what, what's happening is basically, uh, it's a political charade. That's all it really is. And uh, th this idea of, the Eighth Amendment even applying. Forget it. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed. Some of these people have been in jail for like a year and a half almost. I mean, and, and it's like, oh, they're insurrectionists. Oh, yeah? Well, what does Congress do every day except, except for seek to overthrow the freedom of all the land? They've abandoned their constitutional oath. You know, they do everything. You know, you say, okay, Congressman, me what you do and i'm not going to try and go into the blather they'll say 
But go read Article 1. That's your job description, nothing else. You guys are charades. You're empty suits. Well, I Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley, when we come back, I want to talk about the latest in election fraud. It all depends on how you define vote fraud and election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. I'll explain in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley on Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Consumer Price Index released Friday indicates the U.S. economy is still failing. May CPI price increase is another 1%. 8.6% inflation is now at a 40-year high. Shelter, gas, and food are all up again. This week's Summit of the Americas is becoming a big question mark as President Biden made the decision not to be inclusive to countries in the region. Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela were snubbed by President Biden by not getting an invitation. In turn, the leaders of Mexico, Guatemala, Salvador, Bolivia, and Honduras have snubbed the event. This city is testament to the connections that bind us and our capacity to achieve great things together. President Biden speaking at the opening ceremony. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their health care, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience, and people really like that. MediShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in health care sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service and find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE, 833-34-BIBLE. The Senate on Wednesday voted 51 to 49 against President Biden's nominee for an assistant secretary post for the Labor Department. With Vice President Kamala Harris in Los Angeles and unable to cast a tie-breaking vote, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the Democrat from New York, changed his vote to no and filed a motion to allow him to bring up the nomination again for a vote in the future. As summertime starts to heat up, the southwest is ready to really sizzle. The National Weather Service is predicting a dangerous and deadly heat wave across the southwest through the weekend. The Weather Service in Phoenix, Arizona, is saying over 25 million people are under heat alerts and dozens of daily high temperature records could be broken from Texas to California. Triple-digit highs are expected across the southwest, with some areas topping 110. Las Vegas could hit 109 on Friday, and Phoenix could hit 115. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley on the line. Dr. Scott Bradley's website, freedomsrisingsun.com. 
There's so much to talk about. It's just amazing. So let's jump right in, Dr. Bradley. Headline says this. Um, Supreme Court allows Pennsylvania to count undated signed ballots. Now, state law required mail-in ballots to be accompanied by a, quote, signed and dated declaration. But now a federal appeals court has now ruled that, quote, undated declarations sufficed just fine. The Supreme Court said on Thursday that election officials in Pennsylvania may count mail-in ballots um, by voter declarations, but, well, they need to be signed but not really dated. Don't worry about that. Not, Not really a big deal. The court's order now comes in a tight race, and they say it will affect other races. They say, look, a handwritten date on there is so inconsequential that it doesn't really matter. Um, And so that is the rub. Now, recounts are happening right now. People are making allegations of vote fraud. Um, But I guess it all depends on how you define vote fraud. Is it vote fraud when people turn in a mail-in ballot And then they don't really have a date on the ballot. So how do you know if they voted in time? How do you know if it should be counted? How do you know? And so we've got a big problem now because if you let the courts decide that nothing's fraud, that every vote can be counted no matter what the circumstances are, you have literally then um, pretended there's no fraud, but you've also um, perverted the elections to the point where we'll never have an honest election again, doctor. Yeah, we need to talk about this for a few minutes here. But but before I do that, let me just uh, maybe say something for the benefit. I don't know. I hope it has some value for your listeners. Why did Chuck Schumer vote against that confirmation? And uh, the the real answer is it was a it was a legislative um, rules ploy. And uh, the reason for it is this. Okay, a tie vote. Kamala wasn't there to to break that vote, as it was noted in the newscast. And consequently, um, they were going to lose because it was a tie. Tie goes, the, the, the thing doesn't pass, okay? And so it, Chuck Schumer changed his vote to no. Why would he do that? Well, there is a rule that says if someone voted against a particular act, a particular movement, whatever that was before the, before the body, uh, that person, if they voted no, can bring it up again. See, if you vote yes, you can't bring it up again. And so that's the reason behind Chuck Schumer swapping votes. He wants to play this game again when Kamala's in town. We ain't done yet with that issue, people. Okay, anyway, let's go on to this other thing, this vote fraud thing. When they're moving the goalposts constantly, and uh, there is, there there is, I mean, it's kind of like, you're out there on the soccer field playing ball, and somebody picks it up, and they run with it. The paradigm, the whole rule of the game has just been violated. Oh, we changed it. We changed it. Right here, on the go, and everything's fine. And, you know, there's no fouls. Everything's fine. <coughs> Here's the deal. The original intent of the American founding fathers was that the states were to be in control of the 
of the voting, of the process of voting. If we look at Article 1, Section 4, we find that, uh, you know, it reads, the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. Okay, now there's no period, and I'm going to go on with this, because in the interest of clarity and understanding, we need to read the whole thing. Okay, so really they wanted the state legislators to be the ones in charge. But, it's after the comma, the Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations except as the place of choosing senators. A new paragraph then begins. Okay, why the heck is that but there? Well, in the original time, you know, the 1787, 88, 89 time frame, uh, there was a high probability some states wouldn't want to play the game. They might not send a contingent. Uh, they might decide to ignore and just do their own thing or whatever. And and so the, the, the if they didn't hold elections and send somebody to the senator of the House, there wouldn't be a full quorum there. They couldn't do their job, and pretty soon everybody's broke down. So Congress wanted to be able to say, yes, you are going to hold an election. But it did not open the door for them to come in and take full control. If there were time, we would review every single thing that's happened since then based on amendments and uh, processes that are put into place that is having the United States general government take control of the elective process in contravention of the original intent of the American Founding Fathers. What is happening right now, and you look at this, these voter uh, bills that are before Congress that have passed the House but not the Senate, they want to take control of the election process. They want to canonize, if you will, make sacred, holy and unchangeable, the idea that how the election was stolen in 2020, it could be stolen again at any time. All of the safeguards are being taken away by putting this at the general government level. And that's what these big bills are seeking to do. Now, with the court intervention on this thing, it's kind of like, well, they, you know, I know it says they got to be dated, but my goodness, that's such an inconsequential thing. Let's not worry. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a republic or a democracy? Oh, it's a republic. No, 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 no. That's just one word. We can change it. It's not a big deal. Um, what about this shall not be infringed stuff? Oh, well, it, infringement really doesn't mean putting common sense laws in place. That are See, if you start weasel wording everything that happens, is then suddenly you've got, you don't have a constitution. You've given it away. And, and the fact of the matter is the constitution's written in plain English. Each one of those words has a meaning. We may know the meanings of those words. They can only mean what they meant in the day they were written. And they can't mean anything because anybody else casts a new net out there and tries to bring in strange fruit or fish. This thing, we, we are just becoming a nation of opinions by, based upon who is placed in, a, in an office. And, and so that's why the great effort to say, well, we've got to control the courts by whose agenda is being put forth. No, it's, it's a pretty straightforward game. It says it or it doesn't. Now, admittedly, what they're, they're saying here was a state passed law. But the law says you've got to have a date on it. The states were to be in charge of their election process. But now a federal uh, court intervention is saying, ah, man, come on, get over it. We can't be so persnickety about that. I mean, the, the low information voters has been called through the years. They, they maybe didn't know the date or 
Maybe they didn't know how to write it. Hmm. Huh. I guess their votes should be counted. Or maybe that, they, they? <clears throat> or maybe they missed it by a little bit, and it was really the post office's fault. You see, it's well, not really their fault. And you know, all I'm telling you is what we've done is <clears throat> when we alle- when we make allegations of vote fraud, everything that if, if you take it off the table, literally, there's been experts now that have researched, and over 350,000 dead people literally voted in the latest, uh, you know, presidential election. 350,000 people across all 50 states at least, uh, or dead people on the voter rolls. Of course, that's not fraud. That's just an oversight, right? Now these mail-in ballots with no date. Forget the law. That doesn't matter. The date doesn't matter. And we go on and on and on to where, you know what? <clears throat> we don't have a nation of laws anymore. We don't, we don't follow the law. We just simply kind of run it as we go, however we feel. Who's ever in power just simply gets to say and do whatever they want to do, doctor. Well, this, this nation never was, never was intended to be a, 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 a monarchy or an elected monarchy. There are limits and bounds to everybody's office. Nobody can run just, you know, willy-nilly and, and down through the posies and daisies in the pasture. They are, they are to be within their limits and bounds. Everybody, everybody takes an oath when they obtain office to uphold the United States Constitution. And, of course, if you're in the state legislature you're, or some other office within your state, you take an oath to uphold your state constitution. Those limits and bounds are clearly and well-defined. They're the guardrails, if you will, for our liberty. And nobody, I, I can't think of one, not one, I'm sorry, of our elected officials today that upholds that. Now, there's some that do it a little better than others, but I make the point oftentimes, you know, if they're a 75 percenter, think about that in your marriage vows. Oh, I'm going to be faithful 75 percent of the time. Ask your spouse how that will go. You're only going to be unfaithful one week a month. Or a 90 percenter, you're going to be unfaithful three days a month. Come on, people. we got to hold these people accountable for their oath to uphold every single word that's there. And it's sacred. Sounds like we got to take another break. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. I've got a bunch of other headlines to highlight as well. We'll do it in seconds on your radio. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. 
1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now, with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you? In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Evan Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> so many things to talk about, <clears throat> so little time. This vote fraud thing is a problem because, again, if the government, including the courts, are just simply going to dismiss cases, like when Texas goes to the Supreme Court and says, hey, you know what, these other states are literally violating their own laws. we got to call a halt to this. And the courts say, we're not even going to discuss it with you. Shut up, sit down, you have no standing, gone. When we go to Congress and they say, oh, my gosh, uh, January 6th, insurrection took place and uh you know what we're not even going to talk about this with you congress uh circum uh, sidesteps the issue doesn't even deal with it at all even though 150 plus congressmen and senators believe there is some kind of a vote fraud or vote irregularity problems now you literally have the supreme court allowing pennsylvania to say you know what it doesn't even matter if these things these ballots mail in or dated doesn't matter if there's a date on them or not if you jettison vote fraud at every turn, I guess there's no vote fraud. There's just criminal activity and dishonesty. and But, of course, it's never a vote fraud discussion. Uh, do you have a final point on this before we move on, Doctor? We have several more stories to cover real quick. Uh, let's just quickly tell your uh, your listeners to go to the Constitution, read Article 1, Section 4. Okay, that was the original intent. But then we look at four, Amendments 14, 15, 17, 19, 24, 26, and the 1965 voter act where the general government has seized control of this and now it's being done in the courts you tell me where we are in abiding by original intent and you tell me if we've got a happier more prosperous nation let's go on to your other things we can't uh, i I guess we can't get bogged down unfortunately (laughs) all right there you have it ladies and gentlemen i'm just telling you we've got to deal with these issues and create accountability though all right here's the next headline HIV-positive individuals may now serve in the U.S. military, sir, no problem. But the Pentagon continues to ban those who refuse to get COVID vaccines. They can't serve. Think about that. So if you're HIV-positive, you can go ahead and serve in the military. If you won't take the vax, you're out. Doctor? Okay, so we've said this a number of times in this broadcast and say it often during our little get-togethers. What is the real intent of what's going on here? And obviously it's not an America-friendly, let's preserve the nation attitude. When I served, and admittedly it was well over 50 years ago, uh, there was uh, stuff that happened like direct transfusions. If in an emergency situation, you took it out of one arm and put it in another one to save a life. And uh, I don't know how much they're doing of that nowadays, but but the fact of the matter is uh, you you wanted people that that could perform whatever due to you they were called upon to perform. And nowadays, if somebody's going to give you an HIV infusion, 
hmm, you might want to think about that a little bit. But the idea that they're going into is let's, let's homosexualize our nation's defenses. And uh, let's make certain that transgenders and um, people that have got some kind of made-up sexual status or something, I don't know what it is, that have some kind of misunderstanding about their God-ordained status. Anyway, we are, it's no longer uh, an issue to prevent, to preserve the nation and defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That, that doesn't happen anymore. What we're doing now is we're undermining, uh, think about, the, well, you know, you always say people in battle, they die for mom and apple pie and the girlfriend back home or whatever. That isn't true. I mean, as much as we'd like to idealize that and, and make it kind of stars in our eyes kind of thing, you die on the battlefield to s protect your brother that's next to you, your comrade in arms. That's what it really boils down to. Uh, you're willing to, to go the extra mile to make that extra sacrifice because of that brotherhood that's that's found among these people that are locked in these life and death struggles. And, and what's happening is there's an esprit de corps that's being destroyed. Uh, this idea that, uh, yeah, this stuff's worth dying for. No, not really. If, if I can fragment and balkanize, they call it in nations, where you get all these little... Uh, divergent uh, directions everything's going. If we can balkanize the military, our unit cohesiveness is going to be destroyed and we're ultimately and finally going to uh, unravel in the most critical times. And, you know, and, and it's a sad commentary. Um, some of your audience may remember the term fragging. When some individuals in the war zones got out of hand, those that they were with took care of the business. I mean, there's, uh, I, I just don't know how much of this is going to happen when push comes to shove under the most intense moments that anybody will ever experience in their life. I don't know where it's going to go and, and what they can do to weaken that. I mean, you talk about putting women in the combat zones. Ah, real men are wired to protect their women. And, and maybe... In that effort, they'll lose sight of what the, the mission that needs to be accomplished. And I, I just don't know. We are, we are unraveling everything. And this idea with the HIV positive um, service, it's just one more, one more cog in a giant set of gears that are getting sand thrown in them and ultimately and finally will grind to a halt. It's tragic. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, critical issues all of them. Um, according to Gas Buddy, the national average is over $5 a gallon now. Uh, Dr. Bradley, this is a serious one, though. This is starting to impact the truckers to be able to deliver goods and services. This is starting to impact, impact people's ability to go on vacation, even go to work now. This is serious. Oh, it's, it's beyond serious. I mean, you look at where gas was a couple of years ago. I mean, it's doubled. Uh, that's the bottom line. I mean... Uh, and, and you ask the question, well, what does it have to do with truckers? Yeah, stop and think about it. How do you get the gas to the gas pumps? Truckers bring them in. How do you get your groceries to the grocery store? Truckers bring them in. How do you get carpet for your floor? Truckers bring them in. I mean, you look at everything. 
And if their fuel costs have doubled, and they have more than doubled when you look at the, uh, the diesel side of things, um, how long can they do that? Um, I, I saw, uh, it was a small trucker, I think he had three trucks, uh, lament that he had about the costs that he was uh, experiencing, and his position was, we can't keep doing this. Okay, so someone will say, no, 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 you can. We'll pay you more to bring the, the goods in. Well, okay, so what does that do to the price of the goods? The goods prices go up. It's an inflationary process that happens because, well, inflation itself is created by government, and the gas problems were created by government. This thing with Putin and, and uh, Ukraine and all that kind of stuff, it's utter nonsense to blame it on that. Food shortages, forget it. We don't need to talk about that again. The United States could stand alone in every category if it was smart enough to quit giving everything overseas. But but that's where it's going to go. We're either going to be faced with truckers saying, we can't, sorry, we can't make it into your town this month. Or, okay, 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 we'll whatever price, you name a price, we'll get you here, we'll pay for your gas. Well, then the question becomes, can we get the gas? And what these new... Uh, additives that they're requiring to go into them. We're burning our own food, by the way, now by, by requiring this ethanol stuff. You say, oh, we're not burning. It's a different kind of corn. Well, if you weren't planting that kind of corn, you'd plant foodstuffs. So yeah, we're in essence burning our own food. But when you talk about what it costs to, to bring ethanol to the marketplace, to put in the gasoline, that ultimately and finally causes more uh, carbon footprint, if you will. I mean, you gotta still plow the field. You've got to still plant the seeds. You still got to water it with irrigation pumps that are powered by gasoline engines. Or yeah, the, engines. the idea that we can avoid this is insanity. So here's the next headline that relates: sixteen states sue postal service over new gas-powered trucks. They claim they're not environmentally friendly enough, and they're suing the post office, buddy. Okay. Well, let's look at the cost, the actual umbrella costs, everything included of bringing these new electrical vehicles to the to the market. When you consider these rare earth materials that are controlled outside of our country, largely as we talked about earlier, when you consider the refinement process, the uh, the mining processes, when you consider the, the manufacturing processes, there is no crossover point in terms of energy um, that you're going to conserve by doing it on these electrical vehicles that where does electricity come from? I don't know. You plug it in, and it's there. It's a miracle. And uh, no, that's got to be generated somehow. Where? Oh, probably a coal-fired plant. Really? So that does a carbon footprint. I mean, come on. That may be a natural gas plant. I don't know. There's lots of different ways. Probably not nuclear power. But uh, but the fact of the matter is that we we are saying we're looking at one little tiny component of a formula. And we're not looking at the big picture. And consequently, the real true energy costs for these electric cars are higher than these um, gasoline-powered or diesel-powered uh, engines that are that were killing that industry. And ultimately, and finally, we won't be able to generate electricity. Can you imagine? So, yeah. The, the, so the idea, fools. though, that we're they're going to sue the... <laughs> Postal service over these gas-powered trucks. I just don't know where we're going. Everything in society is absolutely just destroy everything everywhere all around you. Just absolutely well, pure destruction in the courts, in the car, everywhere. 
So now the United States, though, don't worry, though, they're going to widen their inquiry into the Tesla uh, and the safety of the autopilot. You see, they want to know if autopilot there is safe now. So how long has autopilot been around on the Teslas? How many crashes have we seen? Now they're going to have government look into it to see if it's okay? <laughs> you know, you Doctor, know what? I it's mean, just insane. Come on. I, yeah. We need to start driving our own vehicles, taking responsibility for raising our own children. Let's grow our own groceries for crying out loud as much as possible. I mean, where we want to turn everything over to some government agency, some bureaucracy, some other stinky person that makes foolish decisions in their own lives that are going to drive our own that are drive our lives for us. I just cannot believe how we're willing to offload everything until uh, there was an old song back in 1969 in the year 2525. You probably remember it, Sam. You're a kind of a music affectionario uh, about if man is still alive. I don't know. You just go back and listen to it. We've become vegetables almost. Vestiges of arms and legs are just left is all because we're turning everything over to somebody else. We want to sit on our fat butts and push our little computer screens around and call it good. It is absurd. Take, grow a backbone, people. Start living your life again, for goodness sakes. It's absurd. Anyway, Sam, go on with your list. I know we're not uh, There you have it. That, that's really the last one. And I, I'm just telling you, it, the things that we're talking about are just insane. I mean, everything in society is just off the rails. You can't even believe we're discussing these things in a serious way. But you have to, or else they're just going to sell us down the river. Final, words, your do- final word is yours, Dr. Bradley. Well, we have a foundation. We have a back trail. We can find it. We can make it back if we are willing to learn the principles and live by them. And they all come from God. If we turn our hearts, minds, and souls to God and His ordained formula, we can save this nation. And we've just got to take some control of our lives and just go back and do it. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Dr. Scott Bradley. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, available live and on demand at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, brideyonradio.com. Thank you as well. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.